welcome to episode number seven of Not Another Fucking Podcast. On today's episode, I have a very special guest. I always have a very special guest, but this guest is a little extra special because he is my husband and he is so nervous and I love to watch him squirm. So join us on this conversation all about relationships. Make sure that you grab your coffee, your water, whatever it is that you're sipping on, and come hang out with us as we talk about relationships. I am joined by such a special guest today. I am joined by my husband. While it took some convincing to get him onto the podcast, he is sitting here next to me, nervous as hell. And you know what? So am I. I am nervous too. I'm nervous for him. Um, But I'm so excited because this is going to be such a great conversation. I polled our audience and they had some really good questions for us to answer. So welcome, Ricardo, aka the one and only Doofy. Hi, guys. (laughs) Oh, this is such a fun episode. (laughs) I hope that you have your drink, your coffee. I mean more than I know you're going to be listening to this in the super early hours of the morning but if you listen to this in the evening please grab something that's non-caffeinated or h2o related because this is going to be a fun conversation okay so I was thinking of what topic to cover this week during the podcast and I was just last week we covered People pleasing, a little bit of generational trauma. We talked to a therapist. The week before that, we talked to Dr. Erin. She schooled us on boundaries. That was an incredible conversation. And this week, I thought, why don't we make it fun and light and talk about relationships? We have several single friends, right? Yes, we do. And we constantly get relationship questions. I want to start with, we are by no means anywhere near perfect would you say uh, far from it <laughs> <laughs> we we have our moments we really really do but we constantly get questions on our relationship and i think it's because we're both so transparent i am very very honest and so is he and he's i mean his nickname is doofy how are you not going to ask a guy named doofy some questions so we always experience where that where people want to ask us things and so i thought let's do relationships When I polled the audience, they were all for it. So here we are. Okay. I was thinking we should start with the story about how we met. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. You want to tell a story or should I? Uh, I'll I'll take over. (gasps) Do it. So. I flew into Tucson. She flew into Tucson. Uh, She came over to my house to get. Oh, I was getting ready. Uh, They're getting ready to go out clubbing. I had to work. It was a Thursday night. Um, First of all, I want to say, (laughs) I know I'm already interrupting you. All right. First of all, I want to say I was so shocked that a 21-year-old guy was not going to go out with us and he was so concerned about work. I was like, who is this guy? Hello, I'm here here on vacation. But anyways, he was going to stay home that night. So I'm a workaholic. And uh, so with Dora, I decided to take a different angle. I kind of fell into the French zone the last couple times. So I figured, ah, you know what? Next couple girls, I'm just going to come in as a hard ass. Oh, I was one of the next couple girls. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, you know how that goes. Well, 
Anyways, uh, so I I came in really strong, hard, aggressive, a, aggressive, pretty much as a total dick. So uh, <laughs> and she hated me. She she hated my guts. Um, yeah, I I just came in as a as an asshole, not not my normal person. I normally am. Um, okay, so. I came to visit one of my friends in Arizona. I flew here and she was talking about going to her friend Doofy's house. And first of all, I'm like, what the hell is a Doofy? And no, I'm not going to a Doofy's house. I'm coming here to party. She's like, no, he's my boyfriend's friend. Like you will have such a good time with him. And we went there. That's where I met my husband, Doofy, AKA Ricardo, AKA Doofy. And he was super aggressive. Well, okay, I'll, I I was shocked because he was really into work and I was confused. I'm like, it's a Thursday night. We're all going out partying. What the hell are you doing? This guy's weird. But I thought that was kind of cool. Then the next day, you know what? We didn't even hang out that night. I think we hung out the next night, right? Yep. We hung out the next night. And the next night is when he was aggressive. I remember saying something about how I wanted to go sightseeing. And he told me he would take me shopping if I gave him something. And I was like, excuse me, like pump the freaking brakes. Who the hell do you think you are talking to me like that? And I was right. I was done by that moment. I was so done. So, yeah, that was an automatic turnoff for me. And for some reason, he just kept going on with the charm. And I was so confused. I'm like, dude, do you not see how I am not interested in you? How can you be such a dog thinking you can talk to me this way? But Doofy had a way about him. Like, he would not let it go. Okay, so let's fast forward to we ended up going to a, a little weekend trip to Mexico. In Arizona, there's a border. It's not really a border town, right? It's, it's, really. th- th- there's a beach right down the street in Arizona. It's a three-hour drive. Okay, a three-hour drive. We went to Rocky Point. My friend was telling us that there was a place called Rocky Point and that her friend Doofy was going to drive us. When I heard her say that guy Doofy was driving to us, I'm like, dude, this guy is so done. Like, I don't want to talk to him. Okay, let's. So we we drive to Rocky Point. Doofy's the driver. Go on, babe. Uh, I ended up getting pink eye. So I had these uh, (laughs) stunner shades on. Um... That's right. Oh, I forgot that part. Oh, my God. So he looked way cuter with sunglasses on. (laughs) I covered my whole face. Anyways, uh, so I had these uh, shades on. Um, they're pretty cool brown tint glasses. Um, they were aviators. Aviators. And as we're driving to Rocky Point, uh, I just kept on uh, adjusting my rear view mirror and still <gasps> flirting with her. I forgot about that. Still trying to put the moves on her. And uh, she, she she was hating me even more. I was, I was kind of getting a kick out of it so was... you you were moving the, the the mirror saying i like what i see yeah oh my god <laughs> she, insert she, eye roll here please she hated me so uh, yeah we... well i only hated you because you told me you were gonna take me shopping if i gave you something <laughs> who does that okay so we ended up in rocky point um we're at the nightclubs um i was still trying to flirt with her and uh, she wasn't having it uh, you got I, me like a, a dozen roses uh, off a street vendor. You gave them like 50 bucks or something. Yeah, I gave this uh, lady who was selling roses. Uh, I go, how many for the roses? I think she was selling them for a dollar or two dollars a piece. 
I bought them all off of her and I told her, here, take the whole night off. I gave her like 60 bucks for the whole bouquet, whatever she had. He was such a Captain Sable that <laughs> night. <laughs> so she uh, ended up taking all the roses to her and she didn't want them at all. So she was giving them out to her friends. Um, yeah, it was, she, she wasn't having it. Um, it was kind of funny because... 10 minutes later, I told the lady to take the time off and she ended up with another bouquet of roses. Yeah, so oh, it's a hustle. She, she was hustling, so it, it was pretty funny. That's um, what we do, girls. Yeah. She, Shoot. She wasn't having it. Uh, I was trying to send her drinks. Um, I did take the drinks, though. I did take the <laughs> drinks. I'm like, please send the drinks over. I do appreciate a good shot of tequila. I think back then we were drinking Sol. I don't even know what the heck we were drinking. Dos Equis. That, that was it. That was pretty big. They were drinking those equis. So let's let's just fast forward to we ended up. Uh, I feel like you should read the blog on this one. It's just so much. Okay. So Doofy ended up talking to another girl. That made me jealous because that's what girls do. Girls get pissed off when they feel like they don't they can't have what they want. So that's when I was like, oh, I like this guy named Doofy. And everything changed. So this was all, I flew in on a Wednesday, guys. Friday, Doofy drove us to Rocky Point. Sunday, on our way back, I was smitten. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to hook up with Doofy. And Wednesday, my plane was leaving. So the last two days, right, we just spent it together 24 hours a day. And when I flew, Doofy dropped me off at the airport on Wednesday. When I landed in Seattle, because I'm from Washington State, and this we were in Arizona, I felt the distance between us and I thought, oh my God, like I want to be with this guy for the rest of my life. And three months later, I asked her if she wants to be my girlfriend. Well, no, you asked me before that. Oh, we moved in together. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So you asked me to be your girlfriend like a week after we met, but so, so we were dating a week after we met and I moved in with him in June. I met this guy in March of 2006, and I moved in with him in June of 2006. And the reason why I'm sharing this story is because I want you to know that sometimes this is how it happens. Sometimes fate takes over. We end up with people who we spend many, many years with, and it just doesn't work out. Like you may not have kids or you may not pop the question or you're like, where the hell are we going with this? And it just doesn't pan out. So I wanted to point that out because you can meet a guy and meet him in three months and the next thing you know, you're moving in with him. And that's exactly what happened with us, especially because of all of the bullshit that I've been with, with my ex-boyfriends and, and I, I don't, and I mean, I, I don't know if your story was as crazy as mine. Was your story as crazy as mine? Not at all. Yeah. So. Anyway, so that's why we're here, and we're going to talk to you about some relationship questions. So let me pull up my questions. The first question that I got on Instagram is, is love really blind? <laughs> that's a funny one. Is it? I mean, what does it mean when we say is love blind? What do you think that means? Is love blind? Well, it, it took a while. It, it wasn't like love at first sight. Um, I, I, I tried. Oh, I don't know if it means like in us, like we're, we're giving advice. I don't think we're talking about like is love blind with us. I think what they're asking is, 
is love blind um my answer too is love blind is that if you care about someone and they are mistreating you love can be blind do you see what i mean yeah okay yeah yeah if if you care about someone and and they're just not something in your heart is telling you that it's wrong something in your heart is feeling like you know what i don't know if i feel safe in this relationship it can be blind but in that case i want you to look around because you're the people that will know if it's a good fit for you or not and i know you don't want to hear this and i might lose some listeners but the people who will know are your friends your family the people that are close to you I know that for me and my experiences, and I don't know if you experienced this, but for me and my experiences, um, my family knew when things were not good for me. But when you're in it, when you're like in the ring, when you're in the thick of it, you really can't see if it's if. So in that case, yes, love can be blind, but people on the outside can know. What do you think? Yeah. Everybody, uh, they never really had anything bad to say about you. Uh, when we were first well they better not <laughs> I mean come on yeah it, it was nothing but good that they had to say about you so uh, it felt right yeah good energy um, yeah they, they felt we were a good match yeah okay next question things to talk about when approaching a potential mate for a genuine relationship Ooh, this is such a good question because we are at such a different stage uh, we are both 37 years old what are some things that are important to you, do you think, to talk about at this age? Stability, kids. Yeah. Um, credit yeah. score. Yes. Um, so it's it's important to be honest, right? Yeah. Just be open. Um, you can't can't hide anything. Uh, you're, you're looking to move forward with somebody else. Um, you guys got to better each other, make each other stronger. Mm-hmm. Just, put it all out there. Yeah, that's good. I, I like that because a lot of us are so afraid to be honest. A lot of us are so afraid to say, I need this in a relationship. I want to have four kids or a good credit score is important to me because it really is. I mean, it can affect your quality of life. If you come into a relationship with a ton of debt and the other person doesn't know and you form a family together, it can affect whether you buy a house together or not or a car together or what a future. So I think it's really important to, at this age, be honest about what you want in a mate. It's okay to say, you know, because the clock is ticking. We're not so young anymore. We're not 21 where we're just partying and hanging out and having shots and, and chilling at the bar. Like it's different when we're a little bit older. And especially if you're coming into a relationship where you have children, because you really have to think about the needs of your children first and if you are going to form a relationship with someone that's going to better the lives of them and they come first, your kids will always come first. If you are not, if it's not like a biological family situation. So yeah, I would just say to be really honest and really check in with your values. If you value religion, if you value family, if you value work ethic, whatever it is, Make sure that you check in with them and that you don't lose yourself, that you don't lose those important things for someone else. Because if you do find yourself losing those things, you're going to feel resentful in the future and it's not good for your relationship. 
So just be totally authentic and honest. We're not 21 21 anymore. We're not here to play games. We're not here to bar hop. The clock is ticking. It's okay to say, this is what I need. How many kids do you want? Like, there's no more guessing. I think back in the day, we were kind of told that it was okay to sort of lie to each other, like not be honest about what it is that we need in a relationship. Well, at this age and this day and like with Instagram and TikTok and all of these social media platforms that really promote being authentic, that's what I would say is just be authentic, say what it is that you need and don't feel ashamed about it because that's going to be your partner for the rest of your life. Okay. The next question that I got was, how do you deal with needy energy in a real relationship? And I absolutely love this question. My answer to you would be boundaries. I know that Dr. Aaron and I covered this in episode number five of the podcast because sometimes we get afraid of setting a boundary because we don't want to lose someone or we are, we are afraid to push them away. So we will sacrifice our needs or we will not, we, we, won't, we won't be honest about how we feel. So it's really important to set a boundary. I know she talked about like being in a situation in college and like making out with these like really creepy guys. And you know what? She's not alone. I've done it. I mean, not in college because I was an older student, but I've been there too. And it's the feeling is you don't feel like yourself. You feel like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I here? This person isn't even like, like me. And it reminded me of that with like the neediness or like being in a relationship and not saying what it is that you need. So I would say just to set some real boundaries and also check in with them because if they're feeling like they're like, they need to hear from you every five minutes, find out maybe it's because they've been betrayed before. Maybe it's because they have been abandoned or they feel like you're going to leave or something. So find out what it is. Like, what is the root? Why are they behaving this way? And honestly, sometimes it may or may not work out. They may continue to do this and you might get tired of them. And if you do, it's important to say what it is that you feel and that you need and move on because it can just spiral out of control and make both of you unhappy. The next question that we got was, how do you stay together and work through the really, really hard times? Because my husband left because he couldn't. That is such a difficult, and first of all, I want to start by saying I'm really sorry that that happened to you. I can't imagine how hard it is. I have been married for 14 years, and if things got hard and my husband just left, I think I would feel really abandoned and I, and I, it wouldn't be a good feeling. So I'm, I'm sorry that that happened. And thank you for being vulnerable and asking that question. I think a lot of us that's happened to many of us in the audience or in general. So thank you for that. How do you stay together and work through the really hard things? Um, hard times are going to come. That's just being honest with your, yourself. Hard times are going to come and you have to decide if you're going to fight, if you're going to fight for your marriage. Is it worth it? Do you want to? If your answer to your question is no, I can't see myself with this person for the next 10 years, then I would figure out a way to maybe go to counseling. If you've tried that and that doesn't work, then I would really explore the idea of not working out 
but at the same time, you also have to think about your children. And I'm not saying for anyone to stay in an unhappy marriage just because of children. But if it's worth it to fight, like what would you do? I don't know. This one, this one's tricky. And I think it just depends on your perception and how you are raised. And the thing about marriage is that it's really a roller coaster. It's it's a real legit roller coaster ride without the safety straps, without the safety bar, without the conductor hitting start and hitting stop. We it's it's a lot and one day you feel like you're madly in love and the next day you feel like you need to go grab a shovel and then the next day you feel like you're madly in love again and then the next day you've already dug a hole to bury them in and that's what it feels like and i mean obviously it's theoretically speaking and i feel like by now my audience knows that i'm not being you know serious about that but it's it's really hard and you just have to make the decision if it's worth it to you to fight if it's worth it to you to continue and if you really feel like this person is a good match for you in your future because really like i've said a million times life is way too short for anyone to be unhappy so what do you think what do you do when times get really hard keep fighting if if you want to stay with the person let's keep fighting it's not going to get easy um you got to make changes. Got to make sacrifices. Yeah, got to make sacrifices, changes. Talk to each other. I would just say, like, talk to each other. That's so important. And I know it's so hard to talk to each other when we're in the moment of like feeling anger and like when we're slamming doors and we're screaming at each other. It's so hard. But when you get a chance to reflect, I think that's important to when we fuck up because we do say sorry. I'm sorry after we calm down and it may not be that night. And I'm going to say that I feel like the worst piece of advice that I have ever received is do not go to bed angry. I think that's bullshit. I think that's a cop out. I feel like people say that because it's so easy to say, but for me, sometimes I need a timeout. And if I need to go to sleep to sleep off my anger, I think that's okay. And I, if anyone's ever told you that and they make you feel like you need to make up, it almost puts more pressure on the argument. It's like, okay, we have to hurry up and fix this before we go to bed. And sometimes it's not possible. So I just, I wanted to throw that in there is to give yourself grace and give yourself forgiveness because there is no right or wrong way to do this. Honestly, just check in with yourself and see how it is that you're feeling. Okay. So another question that we had was why do men self-sabotage their relationship with their partners? I'm going to hand this one over to Doofy because I feel like you sabotaged yourself or you almost sabotaged yourself at the beginning when we were meeting each other, you were approaching me very aggressively, very like macho, very like pig. And it, it was very insensitive. That's how I interpreted it. But why do they self-sabotage? Talk to us. We're, we're men. We uh, do some things. We uh, try to be macho. Um, yeah, when I first met Dora, that's not who I was. Um, I don't know why we do it. Um, I, I, it's just competition. Um, guys, guys are guys. We, uh, 
do dumb things until you find out who we really are and we're somebody completely different. So once you get to that zone, you, you'll, you'll find out who the person really is. That, that was so good. I love that answer. Cause it, it really, but you know what though? I like, it's not, I, I feel like it's not guys' fault. I don't know. I feel like society always puts it on. Like you have to be these macho men. You have to lift weights. Your men are not supposed to cry. And then in our culture, our culture is like our Mexican culture is very like men bring home the bread and women cook it. Like it's, it's such a cultural thing too. So I feel like that's a really good answer. I so appreciate you saying that. Okay. The last question was ideas on how to date in this era. We're finding someone who wants a commitment, how to deal with temptations in social media outlets and maintaining your respect instead of failing into ego validation or falling into ego validation. That's a really good question. I think that goes back to how to date in this era. We're finding someone who wants a commitment is that goes back to honesty. That goes back to let's cut the bullshit. Do you want a serious relationship or not? That's okay to say, right? What do you think? Oh yeah. Just be open. Just tell them straight up what, what you want, what you don't want. Yeah. Um, if it's not a match, move on to the next. Yeah, exactly. And especially at this age, at this, you have to like, like the clock is ticking. I've said this like 45 times in this podcast. I know this, but it's because I really want you to understand this. I know that most of my audience is my age. Um, but it's okay to say that like, there are no rules anymore. Say that you want a certain thing by a certain time and that's okay. And don't feel bad about it. Do not feel guilty. And the next thing was how to deal with temptations in social media outlets. I feel like social media can be so deceiving. I feel like I'm so lucky that I met my husband before all of that happened. But I don't know. How would you feel dating on social media right now? Especially with like shows like Catfish and and like talking to people and you don't even know who they are. I don't know. What do you think? It's a whole different world. Everything's different. Uh... And the filters. Oh my God. Like I put filters on my face because there's times that I have bags under my eyes and I'm just like, I have a filter, but what if we filter the shit out of ourselves that the people that we go meet on Tinder or whoever, like we don't even look like ourselves. It's like a catfish. Like you were saying, uh, it's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. It, it is scary. Uh, but I feel like I'm not, I'm not saying this is scary anybody, but let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's ask the question. The, the the hard questions, the values, the integrity, the morals, the children, the credit score. Like, let's get back to the basics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maintaining your respect instead of falling into ego validation. That is such a good one because our egos can take over. I feel like what's helped me with my ego is to just be honest about when I know my ego is in is around is when my ego is being a psychopath. When my ego shows, and I, I, I've i named my ego Brittany because, you know, it's Brittany, bitch. I've named her Brittany. And Brittany is extremely negative. Brittany tells me I'm not good enough. She tells me I'm too fat. She tells me I am not a good person. She gives me my, my mom guilt. She makes me feel like I'm not a good human. And that's my ego. So if your ego is telling you that you're never going to meet someone, your ego is telling you that you are not a good person, that you are not worthy of love that I want you to know, my friends, is your ego. 
And the way that you defeat your ego is by naming it. We've never talked about your ego. Is Doofy your ego? I guess Doofy's my ego. <laughs> oh my God, Doofy's the ego. I think I just, that is, I feel like a light bulb just turned on. And I'm like, what? I guess Doofy's the ego, but I like Doofy. That's, yeah. now I'm confused. Yeah, well, Doofy's changed. You found the Ricardo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Doofy still comes out to play. Uh, but, oh my God, we but, do some hood rat shit together, <laughs> don't we? But that's, uh, yeah, that's. Said you get the Britney and I get the, I get the Doofy. So. <laughs> oh my God, that's the ego. Okay, so <laughs> now I got to bring it back, bring it back, Dora. Um, but yeah, so just really checking in with your future self. I think that's that's my biggest way to protect yourself against your ego is go to the future. Six months from now, what would future Dora d- tell present Dora? If present Dora is not in a good place, what would six months from now Dora tell her? Would she say, Dora, it's going to be all right. Dora, I'm sorry that you're going through this. So, I, yeah, just check in with yourself in the future and really be honest about what it is that you need. And don't be afraid to share that with anyone. And if they leave, let them leave. Give them the keys and close the door on their asses because they are not for you. The person that is for you will come and they will stay, right, Doofy? Yes. Or Ricardo? Yes. <laughs> whoever whoever it is. I think it's just really important to be who you are and to be honest. I think that a lot of times these days we get stuck in perceiving or making others believe that we are someone that we're not, especially because social media is such a big part of our lives. And we see the Drakes of the world or Kim Kardashian, the perfect body, the perfect personality, the perfect bank account, the perfect car, and there's nothing perfect. And I'm just here to remind you, and I know that Doofy would agree, that um, not everybody is who they say they are. Not everyone is what they portray themselves on social media. There are days that I will post all day long And there are days where you won't see me. And because most of the time I'm either with my family and I'm enjoying the moment and I don't feel like I have to like photograph everything or I'm having a really shitty self-esteem day and that's okay. And remembering that we're human, we're human and we are living the human experience. What do you think? Love yourself, make yourself happy, do what makes you happy. That's really good because don't, I feel like we look for others to make us happy. But happiness really comes from inside. Yeah. If you like to run, if you like to go play basketball, somewhere, if you yeah. like to go play basketball, if you like to whatever it is what you like to do, uh, do it, draw, sing, yell. I love to sing. Play music. Play music. Be a clown. Be yourself. Be your doofy. <laughs> yes. Be yourself. Um, that is such a good way to end it. I hope that this helped you. I hope that you know that you can always come to us. I'm hoping that Doofy will make a little bit more of a presence on the podcast. And if he's not, that's okay. It's not for him. Um, it's it's kind of hard to put yourself out there, I understand. But if you would love to come back, Doofy, you are more than welcome. This is uh, the, the beginning. So <laughs> it's, it got a little easier towards the end. Uh, yeah, you, you'll uh, definitely see more of me. Yay! That would be awesome. I would love that. So there you have it, episode number seven of Not Another Fucking Podcast. 
I literally cannot believe I just said episode number seven. I am so excited to have shared this uh, space with my beautiful husband. It was so nice to hear him and his words of wisdom. I know that he really is a really good soul and I'm grateful to have him here next to me. I'm grateful that he is a part of my journey and I'm grateful that you are too. Please stay connected with me on Instagram at Harder Minds. That is H-E-A-R-T-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-S at Heart Our Minds. Or you can find me on Not Another Fucking Podcast, which is way too long for me to spell, so I will not do it. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with someone who you feel like needs it. And as always, message me any ideas, anything in your heart, on your mind. Talk to me. I would love to help you. And until now, I will talk to you next week.